Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. It's the Combat Cast. It's the man they call Dave. It's Sheva Rooney. And we are going to talk about the PFL Championship this weekend. We're going to talk about this past weekend's Fight Night card a little bit. And before we get started, Chevy, tell people what we got coming up. All right. December 2nd, UFC Fight Night, Dariush versus Sarukian. And then December 9th, UFC Fight Night Song versus Gutierrez from China. And then December 16th, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington from Las Vegas. So there you go. That's what we got coming up. All right, let's get to it this week, Chevy. What did we had this weekend? We had a fight night card. Yeah, we had a fight night card. Um, before we talk about the co-main and main event, just want to shout out to the Chase Hooper-Jordan Levitt fight. That was a good uh, matchup. Very exciting grappling on the ground while it lasted. Um, Chase Hooper got rocked uh, while he was on the ground, but then quickly reversed it into a submission. He got a rear naked choke on another great jujitsu guy. Uh, So he's been looking pretty good at lightweight. Glad to see him doing well. Yeah, he did say before that that I'm very well aware we're two of the least intimidating guys on the UFC roster, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, well, for sure. Physically uh, and, you know, personality-wise, for sure. Yeah, right, for sure. But I, I, I actually, uh, it's funny, I didn't get to catch, watch a lot of this card. I did see that fight, and I thought Hooper looked really good. So Yeah, he did. He looked great. Impressive. All right, uh, on to the co-main event, Michael Morales versus Jake Matthews. Did you get to see this one? I saw part of this. Uh, I saw the third round. I saw Michael Morales look like he was in control, and uh, I mean, what did you think? Why don't we just go with that before I have an idea here? What did you? Because you saw the whole fight, obviously. Yeah, Jake just had a hard time getting inside of Morales's reach and his speed in round one, and then round two was pretty even, but uh, Morales put a flurry on at the like last ten seconds or whatever, and kind of stole the round. Um, so you know. It's, t- it's tough for Jake. I, I think, uh, you know, he did some things in the fight well, uh, but matchup-wise, I think Morales is just very hard to fight with that reach, and he's very tall in the weight class, very composed also, especially for a youngster. So I, I think that he's going to be tough to deal with going forward. If the UFC brings him along correctly, which they have been lately, um, I think he's an exciting prospect. He's 16 and 0 right now. He's yeah. 4 and 0 in the UFC. Um, I was actually thinking maybe you can maybe put him in there with a top 15 guy next. But I'm talking top at the very top 15. But it is welterweight too. So I don't know if you maybe still want to do another fight because if you look at like two of the guys I think that were like 14 and 13, like you're looking at Neil Magny and Michael Chiesa. So I'm not saying those are big jumps right off the 
get-go. Right yeah, there. I think maybe you give him one more before you go to top 15. Welterweight is just full of killers, so maybe you throw him like a good grappler next and uh, give him one more. He's still very young, so you don't. there's no rush to move him along. Right, right. All right, let's talk about the main event, which mm. uh, was a great fight. Uh, Brennan Allen versus Paul Craig. I thought Brennan Allen... What really impressed me was how well he hung on the ground with Paul. Um, he clearly was the better striker, which isn't you know crazy because Paul doesn't always have good striking. But you know, Paul going down a weight class, I thought at least in the grappling, he might be able to push people around. He did not push Brandon around, Allen around. It was quite the opposite uh, from what I saw, and uh, I it was compelling. But I thought Brandon Allen also looked like he was in control of this. And I thought this was a very impressive performance. And uh, to me, this is a guy now who's won six in a row. He's 11 and two in the UFC. And I think he's ready to move up. You know what I mean? Like uh, six in a row, five submissions, I believe, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking at like uh, Jack Hermanson is the guy who's directly above him. I only mentioned him because a lot of the others are huge names that I think may have fights already. I mean, unless they can get a Paulo Costa or a Marvin Vittori. I know Paulo's been injured, but I mean, Hazma Shemaev. All those guys, though, like, I do feel like somebody, I don't know if they'll want to, but one of those guys should fight a Brendan Allen next because he's been on that kind of role. But maybe Hermanson is going to be the most likely guy they could get next, if that's I, the case. I think Costa or Vittori should fight him next, to be honest with you. Uh he might have fight. He might have fought Jack Hermanson at some point already. I vaguely remember that being a fight. Yeah, I didn't see it yeah. on there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, as far as the fight versus Craig, uh, Allen really put on a show. Like you were saying, uh, definitely levels above in the striking department, which I thought he would be going into this fight. Um, but able to submit a larger guy who is also a submission expert himself. Uh, He's just at a new level right now, and he deserves a big fight next. So, like you, like we were saying, I, I think personally, Marvin or Paulo, Paulo needs to fucking fight. He needs to, you yeah, shit or get off the pot. But um, as far as Paul Craig, I have seen people talking about how he should go back up to light heavyweight. I don't think that's the case. I think maybe you give it one more shot at middleweight i i think he just came across the wrong guy on saturday um i i think he's very dangerous at this division for sure yeah i i am curious like his initial fight i thought he really maybe this was just a big step up in this particular weight class for his second fight out uh maybe brendan allen just has his number or maybe brendan allen is just that damn good you know we'll, right. we'll see but regardless yeah i'm with you Paul, take one more fight and then see where you're at. All right, let's move on to a little bit of news. Um, Before we get into this card, PFL has acquired Bellator. You know, we've heard rumblings about this, how this was in the works for months, but it was finally uh, acknowledged online. I think it was broke via Hawani or something like that uh, today. So immediate thoughts on this? See who shows up. You know, do you get the contracts of uh, an AG McKee? Do you get um, Patchy Mix? 
Sergio Pettis. Um, if you require the top tier talent in that promotion, then it should be very interesting to see uh, how they perform in the PFL uh, format. You know, with some of these tournaments and stuff like that. Like right away, Bellator always had a really good bantamweight division. So mm-hmm. adding that to the PFL, um, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, and like I said, AJ McKee. You know, there's some really good talent in Bellator on the top level that can make uh, PFL interesting. Now, at the end of the day, you know, we can't get it twisted. Like, this is not, still not a company that's going to rival the UFC anytime soon, at least in terms of viewers or, um, you know, I would say even buzz. Uh, Although, if Francis Ngannou does fight for them, that's where it gets very interesting, which you'd like to think he will, but me and you are both wondering, since he did so good at boxing and there's so much money to make at boxing, you know, when will we see that PFL MMA debut? Well, I was, you know, on the PFL website prepping for this, and the first thing that comes up when you go to the PFL website is win tickets to Francis's inaugural PFL pay-per-view fight or whatever. So they certainly believe he's still going to be fighting for them, like, you know. If that's really going to happen, we'll see. But um, so some of the things that broke with this. So the roster is now equal, equal uh, in quotations. I believe this means in size to the UFC's roster, which Mm -hmm. is too big, if you ask me. But um, they also announced something called Bellator International Series. I have no idea what that means. because they're not just absorbing Bellator. They're going to hold on to it as its own entity, um, its own promotion for at least some amount of time. So that must be the new name for it or something like that. It's going to definitely be broken up into a different promotion. And you you got to do that Francis Nugano, uh ryan Bader fight as much as Ryan Bader might be scared. <laughs> because you're going to – you would you, you know, let's just unify any heavyweights and stuff like that. That's where you, that's where you make it interesting. Right, you know, France is going after the Bellator heavyweight title, and then now we're going to get into this card here. Obviously, I'll show it up again here for a second. Um, with the heavyweight fight later in this uh, tournament, is that the PFL heavyweight championship? By the way, yes, yes, it is. All right, so there's there's two fights right away you could do with Francis and stuff down the road. Well, uh, PFL will not have uh, Ryan Bader fight Francis because. He's a just a boring grappler, and uh, if he beats Francis, he's gonna make him look really bad. So uh, mm. I don't think they would do that fight. Nobody wants to see that unless he's gonna do what Francis does and knock him out in thirty seconds. But I, I think the chances that if Ryan gets a hold of him, he just holds him down for five rounds uh, is the cons outweigh the pros in that situation. I think. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. I will say this though. Um, I do remember what happened when Ryan Bader, rest his soul, tried to uh, tackle uh, Anthony Johnson. There, how that worked out for him. So very true. Very true. Uh, so that was and, a but, long time ago, though. It was, and I will say this too. With Francis, one of the things him doing all these boxing fights. You know, I know he's only done one, but if he's doing more, you do wonder when Francis comes back to MMA how those other skills will still be. You hope they're sharp. But be very true. Very true. Um, but they did also announce that they're going to be doing a mega event in 2024 where it, where it will be 
PFL champions versus Bellator champions. So do you have to do that. If, if you yeah. buy a promotion, you absolutely have to do that. So um, looking forward to that one. I'm sure it'll be a pay-per-view uh, probably more expensive than this one coming up, which we're going to get into right now. Uh, yep. The PFL 2023 season championships going to be a $50 pay-per-view. I believe this is PFL's second pay-per-view. The first one did not do very well last year with Kayla Harrison headlining. Um, we'll see how this one goes. A uh, few prelim fights to keep an eye out for. Uh, Chris Wade versus Bubba Jenkins. That's a lightweight battle. They fought multiple times before. I believe they're one and one, um, but both exciting fighters. So keep an eye out for that one. And then Ray Cooper the third versus Derek Brunson, who's making his PFL debut uh, middleweight uh, Ray Cooper, the third, if you're unfamiliar, two time PFL middleweight champion. So over, uh, Roy McDonald too. Yes. A- excellent uh, wrestler. Also nuclear right hand. So mm-hmm. tough, tough fight for Brunson for sure. Um, little mix up, not quite sure the, how the card goes. Uh, so, <laughs> If this is not the right order, forgive us, but uh, I believe the feature bout in the prelims will be Kayla Harrison versus Aspen Ladd at a catch weight of 150 pounds. All right, so I did research for this one. Uh, Harrison, uh, uh, 15 and 1, 6 KOs, 6 subs, 3 decision. Aspen Ladd, 11 and 4, 6 KOs, 2 subs, 3 decisions. I think this is an interesting fight because we really don't know how good Kayla Harrison is. She dominated a lot of the competition before she had her first loss by decision over an opponent. She beat twice who's fighting later. I struggle with her name, but we'll get, we'll get there. Um, whereas Aspen Ladd has had that UFC competition, but in a PFL, she's won one lost two, I believe as she's going over here. So fact, now you, I think she only lost once. Let's take a look here. Cause yeah, <laughs> We rushed this one today a little bit, folks. All right, so she is, yes, she's one and one. She lost one, and then she just won one. So so I'm, I'm interested to see what Aspen Ladd can do with Kayla Harrison here. Um, there is a little bit of a size difference, and is Kayla Harrison's going to have that grappling edge, obviously. So I would say smart money is Kayla Harrison by decision. Yeah, well, I don't know how much of a size difference because Ladd always misses weight for her fights anyway so she better not miss weight for this one i think this is the heaviest she will have fought at um but kayla took a year off after her loss in the championships i think she dominates anyone but a motivated kayla is gonna come and punish her opponent so i think she beats up aspen uh pretty bad and finishes her via tko in round one i just don't think that aspen's on that level yet she's still you know, progressing. Kayla's at the peak. All right, let's keep moving. There's a lot of fights on this card. Hit me with uh, it. All right. Light heavyweight fight. Joshua Silvera versus Impa Casanagane. All right. Joshua Silvera, 12 and 1, 5 KOs, 6 subs, 1 decision. Uh, Impa is 14 and 3, 3 KOs, 4 subs, 7 decisions. Um, I like Severa here. What do you think? Yeah, Joshua's finished all but one of his PFL fights. So I think uh, I'm going to go with him by round two KO. All right. 
There we go. All right. Featherweight, uh, Gabriel Braga versus Jesus Pinedo. All right. Featherweight, this was the one that I did not do research for. Uh, Viagra is uh, Gabriel is 12 and 0. So uh, mm-hmm. he's got five KOs and seven decisions. And his opponent, who's his opponent again here? <laughs> Jesus Pinedo. Pinedo. Why don't you give me his record? Because I'm having trouble here. I don't have his record. I don't write those stuff down. That's the date thing. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> so who are you picking here? <laughs> All right. So Braga already beat Pinedo earlier this year in the season uh, before beating Marlon Marais and Chris Wade. So I, I think he's already got Pinedo's number. I'm going to go with him by decision. Okay. I'm just upset that my boy Brennan Lognane is not. He should be at the title fight, but he lost earlier this year. He's off training with Connor, which isn't going to make him any better, obviously. So disappointment all around. But NATO, by the way, is 22 and six. <laughs> 15 yeah. KOs, four subs, and five decisions. One draw. But uh, I will uh, take your word for it to the guy who beat him and is undefeated will probably win this fight. <laughs> probably a safe bet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to welterweight. Oh, boy, I can't wait to pronounce this one. Magomed, Magomed Karimov versus Sabadu Sai. All right. Uh, this was also one that we missed here. All right. <laughs> We're rolling today, baby. Magomed is uh, 34 and 6. Jesus. Uh, 13 KOs, 9 subs, 12 decisions. And uh, his opponent, how did you say that name? Sabadu? Yeah, Sabadu Sai. He's 16, 6, and 2, 1. I'll go with the man named Magomov, who's got a lot more experience. How about that? Yeah, Magomed also already has a win over Sai. Not this year, but in previous seasons. Uh, plus, Sai is very boring to watch first. Anyone that wrestles. So I'm rooting for Magomed, and I think he's going to win via decision. All right. Keep it rolling. <laughs> All right. Women's featherweight. Uh... Larissa Pacheco, which she is the girl that beat Kayla last year. And then Marina Maknakina. Maknakina. Hard Russian name, you know? Larissa's also got a win over Julia Butt, too. Yep. She's 22 and 4. As does Aspen Ladd, by the way. She had a win over Julia Butt. Okay. So 11 KOs, 8 subs, 3 decisions. Uh, Marina is 11 and three, one KO, six subs, four decisions. Uh, given Larissa has the uh, momentum with a win over KO Harrison, I'm just going to pick her. I'll say she's rolling and she gets a decision. Uh, Marina's never been finished, and I think that's going to continue. I think she knows how dangerous Larissa is on the feet. Uh, I think Marina gets a boring decision just trying to hold Larissa down the whole fight. Okay. All right, uh, heavyweight Dennis Goldsliv versus uh, is it Renan or Henan? Fahara. Fahara is a, this is not our best work. Fahara is 11 3, nine KOs, one subs, one decisions. Uh, Dennis is 32 and 7, 15 KOs, 11 subs, six decisions. I'm gonna go once again with the man with experience here. Yeah, uh, also, Producer Joe in the chat. That's why we're choking in here, by the way. So, Uh, yeah. So, heavyweight, who cares? They're not Francis. Do we think either guy has a chance to win versus Francis? Um, 
Goldslav is way more well-rounded, so I'll go with him by third round sub. Goldslav it is. I love it. PFL. <laughs> All right. Hey, I know. Go Lightweight. This is the main event. Lightweight yeah. Clay Collar versus Olivia Auburn Mercier. Yeah, Mercier is 20 and 5, four KOs, eight subs, eight decisions. Clay Collard is 24, 10 and 1, 11 KOs, three subs, 10 decisions. Both these guys got rins over Stevie Ray and Shane Burgos. Um, they're two very skilled fighters. There's a reason why this is the main event. I like Mercier here. I like Mercier by decision. I think he knows how to get. I I don't know if this is the way to say it, but he just knows how to win. Like yeah. when he's fighting guys, and sometimes you think, oh, he can't hang with that guy, then he'll find a way, even if it's not pretty, to get a win. And he's one of those guys, like, Kind of like when Mighty Mouse was first coming up. I'm not putting him on the level of Mighty Mouse, but if you remember, uh, he had that fight with uh, Benavides where he was um, super close split, and then they came at it. People started sleeping on Mighty Mouse's power, but the technique was there. Mercy is that kind of guy, too. He can knock you out. He can choke you out. His record might not show that, but he's just a complete fighter, and I feel like that's where he's going to have the advantage here uh, over a very well game fighter himself, Clay Coward. But I just feel like Mercier... A little bit better. Yeah, Clay is a superior boxing for sure, but I'm with you. Olivier is too smart. His fight IQ is excellent, so he won't get in a brawl with Clay. Um, he's going to clinch with him, like you said. Maybe not the prettiest thing, but he's going to do what he has to do to win, to win that million dollars, and uh, I think that ends in a decision for him. All right. All right, fans. Sorry, we're not as familiar with the PFL fighters. Some of them, we're, we're trying. We're getting there. But that's what we think this week. All right? Enjoy the PFL. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more guy. Yeah, UFC Fight Night, Darius versus Saruki. And I'm very excited for that matchup. That was an excellent matchup. And then December 9th, UFC Fight Night, Song versus Gutierrez. And then finishing up with December 16th, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington for the welterweight belt. All right, guys. All right, that's our episode. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring these podcasts 